Welcome to the third season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, Dr. Kamala D. This ministry is here to teach you Bible truth. Teaching truth allows you to grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace. I sometimes read entire books in the Bible so you can know the story, not just the scripture. I also teach a series about a certain subject, so I want you to invite family and friends. Get your Bibles, grab a pen and paper so you can take notes. Now sit back, relax, and learn Bible truth. Good day, saints. Today is Friday, November the 25th of the year 2022. I am the host, founder, and teacher of Learning Bible Truth Ministries, your one and only, Dr. Kamala D. I will be playing another excerpt from the Race, Religion, and Racism series by Dr. Frederick Casey Price Sr. He is talking about black people in the Bible, people that you did not know were people of color. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Bible truth. Now, uh, I'm teaching on the subject of race, religion, and racism. I think that we will be finished with this. I'm thinking this session and one more. Probably, or I'll say it this way, not more than two more after this session. I'll be over and y'all can rise from your naps. And <laughs> but anyway, I'm teaching on the subject of race, religion, and racism, and because it stirs a lot of things in a lot of people's hearts, after hearing this message, you may decide to write me a letter. The ground rules are and have been from the very outset of this particular series that if you want me personally to read your letter, whether I read it in private or if I'm led to use it simply as an object lesson to illustrate the truth that I've been teaching, you must have your full name and your full mailing address. I will not read any letters unless you have your full name and your return mailing address on the letter. Those are the ground rules. Now, last time we left off talking about, actually about Abraham, if you'll remember, and uh, the third wife that he took named Keturah. And we found out that Keturah was from the Cushite line. And we found out that, that Cush was one of the sons of Ham. Now, our purpose, my purpose in this series has been not to exalt anyone or put anyone down, but rather to unfold or uncover truth that has been hidden so that everyone can have the opportunity to truly see the value in others that perhaps are not like them. Now, as I have said throughout this series, the church in America, the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ in America, has primarily been presided over by and controlled by the major ethnic group of the country, which is white. We know that. 
And in order to justify slavery, something had to be concocted that would allow people to enslave other people and not feel guilty about it. They, they had to be able to do that and go to sleep at night. You know, that's a tough pill to swallow unless you concoct some sort of rationale as to why you can do this and don't feel any qualms about it. And so the lie was hatched and promulgated down through the history of this nation that black people are the result of a curse and that blackness is a curse that Noah pronounced on his son Ham. Well, as we have looked through it categorically, scripturally, we found out that's not true. And uh, we found out that that um, that Noah actually cursed Canaan and Canaan was not cursed black. Blackness is not a curse even though those of us that have had to labor under this black skin in this country have felt like it was a curse. You know, the way we've been treated socially. But color is not a curse. Because you see, and I just barely touched on this last time, but I want to use this as our jumping off place for today's lesson. Canaan was only one of four sons that Ham had. He had Cush, Mizraim, Canaan, and Put. So if black were a curse and Canaan was cursed black, then how did Ham's other sons become black when they weren't cursed? Now, we, we have to go over this because if we don't, we're going to still carry stereotypes of other people. And that's been the problem in the church, and nobody wants to address it. Just leave it alone, don't touch it, and just let everything go on the way it's always been. But we can't do that. We're supposed to go from glory to glory, not supposed to stay in the old glory, we're supposed to go on from glory to glory. If you go to glory to glory, that means you're progressing on as you go. So that means you're gaining new knowledge, expanded knowledge, fuller knowledge. And so we've got to do, deal with that in order to deal with the issue of racism in the church. As I pointed out earlier, God has a purpose. Jesus came as a representative of the Father. And Jesus said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. That's the heart of God. To seek and to save that which was lost. And so the church has got to pick up on that. We have to have the same heart that God has. How can we be the body of Christ? How can Jesus be the head of the body of Christ and his heart is to seek and to save that which was lost and the body's heart is to amass a fortune for themselves to squander it on themselves. 
Man, I got a problem when I get ready to get in my car and my head wants to get in and my feet want to stay out on the outside. I'm going to have a terrible problem in the parking lot. Where my head goes, my body has to go. Well, Jesus is the head. His heart is the lost. He said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. Now, anything that gets in the way of that is not of God. And racism has stifled the productivity of the church down through the years because of so much infighting and wasting of time, energy, effort, and finances, the, the very wealth that God gave us so that we could get the gospel out to the world has been used to support racism. Instead of building one church, we got to build two of them. Black one and a white one. That's wasted resources. So it, it's important it's important for, and because the black and the white in this nation are the standout people, then we've got to know and understand each other and we've got to love each other if we're in the same body of Christ because we have to work together. The white head can't stay in the car and the black body hang out in the parking lot. Either we both got to get in the car or we both got to stay in the parking lot. So the better we understand one another, the better we can appreciate what God has done in our uniqueness, then we can better work together. But if we have this concept, this idea that I'm better and you're not as good as, or I'm not as good as and you're better, then we divide up the body of Christ and we are not lending ourselves to God's purpose, which is to seek and to save that which was lost. Now, the thing about it, all this information is in the Bible. But it's been hidden. Hasn't been told. It's been suppressed. Jack is out of the box. <laughs> so we, 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 we need to see, see, we need, in order to be where God wants us to be as people of color, and you know the rest of the world need to get the dad blame heads together. I almost said it, but I didn't. I'm in control. No, I just wanted to stir you up, get you thinking. But the other people that think they're so superior ought to get their heads straightened down because most of the world is dark skinned. There are more people of color on this planet than there are people that are fair complexion. If you go search the world, you'll find that to be true. And God made them so. Now, God created us this color. He created everybody the color they are. It is not the result of a curse. Couldn't be. Because we found out that the Cushites, the Cushites are Ethiopians. And Ethiopians are black. We found out that, that Egypt was called the land of Ham. And one of Ham's son was Mizraim, and the word Mizraim in the Hebrew translated into English is Egypt. 
Egypt was named after Ham's son, Mizraim. And the original inhabitants of Egypt were black folk. People of color, in other words. Not, not European white. Now, that's not, that's not good or bad. That's just truth. And, and we need to know it so that everybody can feel good about the contributions that God is able to allow them to make towards the seeking of the lost so that nobody looks down their bony nose at somebody else thinking that they're superior or inferior. Everybody ought to be able to feel good about themselves and especially everybody in the body of Christ. It is a travesty of justice for there to be racism in the church. In the one place in all the world where there ought to be unity and togetherness. To think that the church is the prime purveyor of racism. And we got to, we, we got to, we, we got to fix it. Now, when we go to the Bible and find out things about us in the Bible, because I told you before, and I need to, I have to repeat it because we always have new people uh, watching my TV and we have visitors. I always thought I, we didn't count. I was told all my life I didn't count because I was black. I was told it was a curse. And I felt unloved. I really did see, and if you, if you haven't been there, you can't relate to that, see? You don't, you don't understand. You say, oh, when are they talking about? Well, if you ain't never been pregnant, you don't have the foggiest idea or concept of what a woman's body goes through while she's carrying your brat for nine months. You get pregnant, you get clued into what's happening. And if you've never had to live with a pregnant woman for nine months, then you don't know anything about what's going on either. Because that's a whole different scenario too. All right now. Go to Genesis chapter 41. We're going to deal with some truths today. I'll probably get in more trouble here with, the, with, with folk that are going to misunderstand, but as I always say, I carry risk insurance. There's always a risk of it. But we're going to find some things out today that, 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 that even the Jews don't know. The average Jewish person doesn't know. And the white folks sure don't know this. And black folks not even in the game. in reference to what we're going to look at. You're going to find out some things today that's going to blow your boat out of the water. You're going to really be surprised at some of the truths that we're going to look at today. And see, it, it gives you a whole different perception. See, it gives you a whole different perception when you realize that people, people have made contributions. See, the lie has been promulgated and primarily by... And, and see, it's, it's, there's no way I can say it without saying it. You know, and so don't, I've said it all the way through the series, none of this is personal with me. It's not, it's not personal. I don't need to get personal because getting personal doesn't change anything. Okay, so don't, don't, don't have a chip on your shoulder. Don't, don't take it personal like it's an attack against you. I'm bigger than that. If you don't know that, then you don't know me. But I am a very straightforward person. I don't pull no punches. Everybody can't handle Fred. So no problem. Different strokes for different folks. There's churches all up and down the street you can go to. If you come here, you're a person who wants to hear it straight on. 
Now, that's not right. That's not wrong. That's not bad. That's not good. That's just the way it is. Just the way it is. See? You want sugar coat, cherry flavor? I'll give you a whole telephone book full of churches you can go to and get it sugar-coated and cherry-flavored. You, you come here, you're going to get it raw. All right, now. Genesis chapter 41, verse 45. <clears throat> and Pharaoh called Joseph. You remember? Jacob had 12 sons. One of his sons was named Joseph. His brothers became jealous of Joseph and sold their own brother into slavery. That sure sounds familiar. But we're not going there. I just said it sounds familiar. But they sold him into slavery. And he ended up in Egypt. The land of Ham. So we could say the land of black. Now, I meant to say this a moment ago, and I, I want to I stick this pin here because this will help people to understand black could not be a curse because, as I said, Noah pronounced a curse. God never pronounced a curse. But even if there was such a thing as a curse that another man could put on another man to change his color. <laughs> you pretty bad dude. <laughs> You got that kind of power, you can just put a curse on somebody and change them, their color. I mean, it looked like if you could change their color, you could change it from male to female. Okay, the point was that, that Noah cursed Ham's son Canaan because of something that Noah perceived that Ham had done. And, Ham, and Noah couldn't curse Ham because God blessed Ham, and what God blesses, you can't curse so he did, he went to his grandson, Canaan. But like I said, Ham had four sons. He had Canaan, Cush, Mizraim, and Put. So if he, if, he, if he cursed Canaan black, then how did Mizraim become black? And how did the Cushites get black? How did the Ethiopians get black? Can you see the fallacy of this lying conspiracy that they've tried to perpetrate against us? God created everybody the way that they are. Yeah, nobody is the result of a curse. Okay? Now, Joseph was sold into Egypt. But he was a man of God. He walked in the light of the knowledge he had at that time. And God honored him and protected him. And so God raised him up out of jail, out of a false accusation. He was serving in a household, and the woman of the house tried to seduce the man sexually, and he maintained his integrity, said, no, I can't do this. And she lied on him, and her husband believed her against Joseph, and Joseph was put in prison. As a result of it, God worked while Joseph was in the prison, and gave him favor with the person that was in charge of the prison, ultimately extracted Joseph out of the prison because of Joseph's interpretation of a dream that Pharaoh had. Now, verse 45 says, And Pharaoh called Joseph's name Zephnath Peaniah, and he gave him as a wife Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar, 
priest of On. So Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt. Now this priest of On was an Egyptian. And the Egyptians were people of color. They were black. They were not white. They were not Charlton Heston white. And please believe me, that is not, that is not meant to be a negative against Mr. Heston. Please believe me. And so if Mr. Heston is watching this program, I don't, I don't mean that unkindly, but I think you'll be able to understand what I'm talking about. Okay? Because all of our movies have portrayed all the Egyptians basically as white. Ten Commandments, all the Egyptians were white. And that's untrue. That's untrue. And thank God for Mr. Spielberg to try to do something that helped clarify the thing and came out with this movie not too long ago, Prince of Egypt, and finally got everybody the right color. And see, let, 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 let me give a plug for Mr. Spielberg, because here, here's what happened. See, when you, if you saw, how many of you saw Prince of Egypt? See, when you saw Prince of Egypt, you probably thought you were looking at a cartoon. Because it was animated. And we have come, unfortunately, to think that animation means cartoon. It does not mean cartoon. Animation simply means you don't use live actors, but it's not cartoon. Just because cartoons don't use live actors, we have transported that over into that movie like Prince of Egypt or other movies, and we think that that means it's a cartoon. No, 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 no. Animation simply means you don't use live actors. But Mr. Spielberg is a smart man. Real smart. He knew white folks, there's no way in the world they're going to take another movie called Prince of Egypt with live actors black. And no, no, they ain't ready for that. See, they're not ready for that. The stereotyping is too bad. So he had to do it in animation. But I give him credit. Give the man credit. And I hope he made $26 trillion on it too. To just to have the kind of nerve to even want to do something and do it right. Instead of lying to us some more. Maybe I'll get nominated for an Academy Award. Is this my best side? Okay, now watch this now. So Joseph was given an Egyptian wife. Again, as I've said so often, and we said last time, God has never been opposed to interracial or interethnic marriages. Now, I again, and I keep wanting to say this because I want to be clearly understood, I'm not promoting it one way or the other. I'm already married, don't plan to get unmarried. Are you following what I mean? So I'm not pushing for, I'm just simply trying to get people to, find, to, people to think about what difference does it make? Why should it make a difference to you and it doesn't make a difference to the man that created us? Because all God had to do is hide all this stuff. He didn't have to put it down in his book. He didn't have to put it on the front page. He could have, all that could have happened, we never would have known it. So why did God tell us about it? He told us about it because he wants us to be free, always. And not succumb to the lie and the temptation to lie to people and make other people think they're better than, which is bad for them, and make other people think they're less than, and that's bad for them. Both are robbed in the process. So, Joseph was given an Egyptian woman. Joseph was from Jacob. Jacob was from Abraham. They were from the Shemite line. 
Shem, Ham, Japheth. Those were the three sons of Noah. They were the only ones there after the flood, and the whole earth was overpopulated or populated by those three boys. Okay? So, here is a Shemite who is marrying a Cushite or a, an Egyptian who was who came out of Mizraim, one of Ham's sons. Now, Joseph had two sons by this woman, Asenath, Manasseh and Ephraim. Look at Genesis 41 and verse 50 this time, 50 and 52. We looked at this last time, but I don't want to go over it, and then we'll move on. 50, verse 50. And to Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine came, whom Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, bore to him. Now, I absolutely am astounded in God's technicalities. I love how technical God is and how he is always attempting to give us prompts to help us see the truth. And we're so stupid that we just pass right by the road marks that God places that we, so that we could see and not fall victim to the lies of superior or inferior. Now, now, now look at this. Verse 50. And Joseph and two Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine came. Whom Asenath, Asenath the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, bore to him. Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. For God has made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. And the name of the second he called Ephraim. For God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Now go back to verse 50 again. It says, and to Joseph were born two sons. Now that's the subject of the, of this, of the verse. The fact that Joseph had two sons. Period. That's it. But notice how God always keeps before us so that we don't fall victim to the lies that might be promulgated about who people were. Notice what he says here. He says, and to Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine came whom Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, bore to him. We all, he already told us that in verse 45. You don't have to repeat that. We already knew who his wife's name was. We knew who her father's name was. Why do you keep telling us about he was a priest of On? Why do you keep telling us about the man's name? Because God wants to zero you in on the fact that she was an Egyptian. She was not a Jew. And God didn't have any problem about a Shemite and a, an Egyptian getting together and marrying and having children. Not only that, Oh, are you ready for this? Manasseh and Ephraim became leaders of Jewish tribes sent to spy out the land of Canaan. You ever hear about the land of Canaan? All right, go to Numbers chapter 13. I wonder how many Jewish families have told their children that there are some black Jews. I wonder if they tell them that there was a black tribe. All in the Bible. This is the thing that just gets in your craw. Been here all the time, but they've led us around the garden path telling us about everything but those things that we needed to know to squelch all these lies that Satan has promulgated against people 
to hinder seeking the lost. While we're fighting about who's superior and who's inferior, people are dying and going to hell. How many people have gone to hell because white folks and black folks, primarily white folks, because they're the ones that inst instituted it, not the black folks. They have been the victims. But while we've been going back and forth trying to survive, how many people have died and gone to hell? Looking at us and saying, you all have the answer and look at how you're fighting each other. I wonder in eternity, are those people going to stand and give a testimony that they would have come when they saw all that infighting? They saw the discrepancy between the fact Jesus is the way and the church was divided hmm. over something that nobody had any control over Amen. and had no say-so about, Amen. about nothing. All right, Numbers chapter 13, verse 1. And the Lord spoke to Moses. Now remember, remember now, Joseph was a Shemite. And the Egyptians came from Ham. Okay? And Joseph, a Shemite, married an Egyptian. So that was an inter- ethnic or interracial marriage. Now watch this. Joseph had two sons, remember? What were their names? Manasseh and Ephraim. He had two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. Verse 1, chapter 13, book of Numbers. And, and the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. Uh-oh, watch this now. Children of Israel. What children? Children of Israel. Pick up on this now. Verse 2. Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. Watch now. From each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man. Children did Jacob have? Twelve. They became known as the children of Israel. Jacob's name was changed to Israel. So there are 12 tribes. Now watch this now. Let me get that. Let me look at verse 2 again. Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. Children of Israel. I want you to keep that in mind. Children of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers used to send a man. So if you're going to send a man from each tribe, it looked like it's going to end up being 12 men. Is that pretty good mathematics? Okay. It's going to be 12. All right, now watch this. Verse 3. So Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran, according to the command of the Lord. All of them, men, who were all, get this now, who were heads of the children of Israel. Now, who do we say and or believe that the Israelites were and are. Go on and say it. Ain't nobody going to bite you. Don't act like you're scared. The Jews, right? All right, the Jewish people. All right, watch this now. Verse 4. Now there were, now these were their names 
Oh, get this now. Now, these were their names. From the tribe of Reuben, Shemuah, the son of Zakur. Verse 5, from the tribe of Simeon, Shaphat, the son of Horai. Verse 6, from the tribe of Judah, Caleb, the son of Jephuni. Verse 7, from the tribe of Issachar, Igel, the son of Joseph. Verse 8, from the tribe of Ephraim. Oh. Ephraim was a tribe of Israel, and Ephraim was the son of an Egyptian and a Shemite, which means an interracial couple, and the Egyptians were black. So it's very possible that Ephraim had a little bit of color in his skin. Verse 8, from the tribe of Ephraim, Hoshea, the son of Nun. From the tribe of Benjamin, Paltai, the son of Raphu. Number 10, verse 10, from the tribe of Zebulun, Gadaliel, the son of Sodai. Verse 11, from the tribe of Joseph, that is, from the tribe of Manasseh. That's one of Joseph's boys. Is that right? Manasseh was a tribe of of Israel. And if they were ever a tribe, they would have to be a tribe today. Hmm, Joe got quiet there. Let me move on here. Verse 11, from the tribe of Joseph, that is, from the tribe of Manasseh, Gadai, the son of Susan. From the tribe of Dan, Amiel, the son of Gameli. From the tribe of Asher, Sether, the son of Michael. From the tribe of Naphtali, Nabai, Nabai, the son of Volsi. Verse 15. From the tribe of Gad, Geuel, the son of Machai. Verse 16. These are the names of the men who Moses sent to spy out the land. Black folk were in the group who spied out the land. Now, they haven't told us that. They didn't tell us. The white folk didn't tell the white people, and the white folk didn't tell the black people, and the black people didn't know it. So the black people told the black people what the white folk told them, that everybody was white. Now, again, don't, 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 don't get personal on me. We're trying, to find, we're trying to ferret out truth, okay? Watch this now. Because, see, you, 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 it, 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 you, it can't help but raise your level of appreciation and esteem when you find out that folk you thought were dirt find out they were somebody. You can't find this information out and it not change your attitude about people. It should have been done in the beginning. But instead of doing it, they left the garbage detail for me. All right, verse 16. These are the names of the men whom Moses sent to spy out the land. And Moses, oh my God. Oh. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho. Jericho. Jericho, Joshua fit the battle of Jericho. Mm-hmm. Anybody ever hear Joshua? You always thought Joshua was white. Joshua was black. Verse 16, these are the names of the men whom Moses sent to spy out the land. And Moses called Hoshea, the son of Nun. Go back here.
anyway, let me go get my notes. Verse 16. But listen, notice what it says now. Joshua, I mean Moses called Hoshea, the son of Nun, Joshua. Now Joshua was one of the men, look at verse 8, and where did Hoshea or Joshua come from? Came from Ephraim. Where did Ephraim come from? From that black Egyptian woman and that Shemite man Joseph. And I'm here to tell you from genetic experience that if they be black in the blood the children are not going to come out European white. They may be light, but they ain't going to be European white. Huh? So Joshua was one of the ones sent out to spy out the land. Now, let's go to First Chronicle chapter 7. Now see again, the, the thing that's important about this is not that anybody's better than anybody else, but just the fact that we, 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 we were included. And, and, and I think it's a travesty of justice that all these years, for 2,000 years, we didn't even know it. I, I use 2,000 as from the time that Christ came. That's how long the church has been in existence. And all this time, we didn't even know that we had a place in the scheme of things with God. And that was part of the thing that was used to justify enslaving black Africans. Was because they're cursed. And they, they don't have any part in anything. Oh, yes, we do. Yes, we do. And this information is not designed to make you feel better than anybody else. But just make you feel good about yourself. Make you feel good about your Heavenly Father. No, He didn't leave you out. That you're not an afterthought with God. He didn't just wake up one morning and say, Oh my God, i got to do something about them black folk. No, you were in the plan from the beginning. And maybe... Just maybe, that's why there are more people of color on the planet than there are people not of color. I've traveled all over this world. I've had the opportunity to minister. We went to India. And I saw folk there blacker than me. I mean black skin, not no suntan skin. I'm talking about black skin, straight black hair. And then I saw some of them with bushy hair, and they were black skin. All over India, all over Africa, all over the islands of the sea, all over the Caribbean, and millions of them here in America. Go to the Fiji Islands, they're not white-skinned. Go to Tonga, they're not white-skinned. All I'm saying is that I don't, God must have a purpose in this because it seemed like he made more chocolate-covered biscuits than he did vanilla-covered biscuits. <laughs> God must like chocolate cake because he made a lot of it. 
All right. First Chronicle, chapter 7, verse 22. Beginning with verse 22. The, then Ephraim, the father, then Ephraim, their father, mourned many days, and his brethren came to comfort him. And when he went into his wife, she conceived and bore a son, and he called his name Bariah, because tragedy had come upon his house. Now his daughter was Shirah, who built lower and upper Beth Horan and Usen Shirah. And Rapha was his son, as well as Resphep and Tila, his son, Tehan, his son, Laadan, his son, Amenahud, his son, Elishama, his son, Nun, his son, and Joshua, his son. It is. It's amazing. We didn't read the, we didn't read the, the, the genealogies thinking, well, ain't nothing interesting in there. Oh, that's very interesting. Don't you realize that after Moses left the scene, that the man in charge of all 12 tribes was Joshua, the son of Nun, who came out of Ephraim, who was a result of an Egyptian and a Shemite, Joseph's son. Well, I just, uh, you know, I just don't see why Dr. Price is wasting all this time dealing with that. Uh, what, what difference does it make? Well, I understand. See, it, it's, all of a sudden now, it doesn't make a difference because it's not about you. I, I pick up on that. I see. I mean, I can understand that rationale. See, it's about us now, so now it, now it don't make a difference. But it didn't make a difference as long as you were in charge. Then it was very important. So important that you even put signs up and said, white only. Don't tell me, don't lie to me and tell me it doesn't make a difference. It makes a difference when it's in your favor. But if it's not in your favor, then we don't need to discuss this. It's, it's tut, tut, brother prize, brother prize, brother prize. You were doing so well before you started on it. But we don't need to. Yes, we do. Have you ever found anybody more lovable than me? Go to Genesis chapter 48, if you please. And all of this has been in the Bible all this time. Oh, my God. Now, Jacob, or Israel, was, was head of his family. The 12 tribes came out of Jacob. Okay? And Jacob accepted Ephraim and Manasseh as his own sons. Yes, he did. Genesis chapter 48, verse 5. Well, let's start at verse 1. Now it came to pass, after these things, that Joseph was told, Indeed, your father is sick. And he took with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. And Jacob was told, Look, your son Joseph is coming to you. And Israel, or Jacob, strengthened himself and sat up on the bed. Then Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me at Luz. 
in the land of Canaan and bless me. And said to me, Behold, I will make you fruitful and multiply you. And I will make of you a multitude of people and give this land to your descendants after you as an everlasting possession. And now, Jacob speaking now, Israel speaking. And now your two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, who were born to you in the land of Egypt before I came to you in Egypt, are mine. As Reuben and Simeon, they shall be mine. Jacob took those two black boys in just like they were his own blood. Because they were. They were from his son. Made no difference. They, they, they're mine. Just like Simeon and Reuben, who he actually birthed to his wife. They're mine. He didn't have a problem taking Manasseh and Ephraim. What's your problem? I don't understand that. And Jacob wasn't even born again. Jacob wasn't even filled with the Spirit. And he could take those two black boys into his family and say, they're mine. What's your problem? You call yourself born again and Spirit-filled. What's your problem? Manasseh... Is not only mentioned in the Old Testament, but Manasseh is mentioned in the New Testament. Turn to the book of Revelation, the seventh chapter. Sure enough, didn't know this. And I'm telling you, I, every time I think about it, I kick myself in the backside. I really do. I kick myself with both feet at the same time. That how could you have been so ignorant, so stupid, so dumb not to have seen it? And I mean, I have read the New Testament over 180 times. And, and didn't even see it, as smart as me is. <laughs> That's why we need to go over there. But you see, when you're so conditioned to everything being white, see, that's, see, you, you, see you, you, you folk of other ethnicities, Whites and reds and browns and yellows. See, you, 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 it's difficult for you to relate. And I can understand that. That's why I have compassion on you. Because I know you, if you haven't been in the condition, you, you can't even understand how a brainwashing has been so thoroughly done on us. Amen. That when we look, we see white. Even when it's black, we see white. Stimulus response. We're the prime example of Pavlov's dog. We salivate even when there is no food in sight. We've been conditioned to do it. And so every time I've read, I read everything I read. It's white. Everything is white. Everybody's white. God is white. Everybody's white. So I never even, I never even looked to see if I was in there or if anybody else was in there. It's like the whole universe is white. Revelation chapter 7. And... Uh, Let's begin reading with verse 1, because this, this is awesome. Verse 1. Now, I have a question for you. Where is the book of Revelation found? Old Testament or New Testament? I beg your pardon. These things I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth. This is John on the Isle of Patmos. That the wind should not blow on the earth 
on the sea or on any tree. Then I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea, saying, do not harm the earth, the sea, or the trees till we have sealed. Oh, God, thank you, Jesus. Until we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. Now watch it, servants, servants of our God. Get that now, servants of our God. Verse 4, and I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000. Not, now watch, notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say of all the tribes of the earth. It says of all the tribes of the children of Israel. Israel. That you know those sealed. witnesses are confused about that. 144,000. This is a special group for a special situation. Yeah. The, the emphasis I want to make and I want us to see is that these were the children of Israel. Who we have come to know as the Jews. Is that correct? Verse 4, and I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel were sealed. Verse 5, of the tribe of Judah, 12,000 were sealed. Of the tribe of Reuben, 12,000 were sealed. Of the tribe of Gad, 12,000 were sealed. Of the tribe of Asher, 12,000 were sealed. Of the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000 were sealed. Of the tribe of Manasseh, oh, what? Of the tribe of Manasseh? I heard that name before. Manasseh? Oh, yeah. Manasseh was a tribe, and 12,000 were sealed out of that tribe, and that tribe was called a tribe of the children of Israel. You in there? We're in there. Probably the Jews don't even know this. I hope nobody has a coronary when they find out there was one of them things in the woodpile. I don't need to say anything else, do I? The folks that know the code will know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Listen to this now. Listen, 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 listen. Listen, 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 listen. Of the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000 were sealed. Where did Manasseh come from? Manasseh was one of Joseph's sons who was the result of an Egyptian and a Shemite marriage so we got relatives in Israel see I'm talking about from a Bible point of view now I realize that there are some people that talk about what they call the black Jews the Falashas and I think they came from Ethiopia I, I don't know all of the history there I'm going by what the Bible says because the Bible is our basis and our foundation and here they are here you are here our relatives are if you're not, our relatives were. It came out of Joseph and Ashenath, an Egyptian, who came out of the land of Ham. Moving right along. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, was a black man. Joseph's Father-in-law would mean that Moses' wife must have been the daughter of Moses' father-in-law. 
So if the father-in-law was black, it's relatively safe to assume that his daughter must have come out of him, so she must have had his DNA and his chromosome and his genetic coding. It seems reasonable to believe. And I'm out of time. Well, Saints, that concludes this episode. I, I know a lot of you are listening to it and, and want to continue. I will resume the last, uh, well, the final three. I think they have three more. Um, the next one will be next weekend. Tomorrow, I will share, like I promised, episode two of the series that I started last weekend, uh, Faith That Surpasses All Understanding. And I told you before, I'm only playing this so that you can hear truth, Bible truth, and the lie that has been promulgated throughout of history that uh, white people are superior to, to colored people. That's a lie. That is a lie because they claim to have gotten it from the Bible. It's not in there. It's nowhere in there because I'm a Bible scholar too. Absolutely. I can research just like them. I have the same material as they have, and I can't find it. And uh, saints, look, I'm walking in love. Uh, we are living in some perilous times. We are living in times where active shooter situations are more prevalent than ever. Innocent people are being killed. The church has stopped preaching the gospel. I have not. Learning Bible truth will continue to preach the gospel. And in a faith that surpasses all understanding is a gospel. So um, I'm going to continue to seek and to save that which is lost, which is the mission of the church. And I hope those who are listening, who are true Christians, I'm talking about real born again, anointed Christians will continue to share Christ with the world, with the people that they encounter that don't know him. You need to share him because trust me, this world is coming to an end. I can see it. I see Bible prophecy unfolding in front of my eyes. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm not afraid because I'm saved. I know I won't be here with that mess. I will be with Jesus. So saints with that said, uh, walk in love, uh, love on your family, pray for your family. My prayer for you is that you walk in faith is that God put a hedge of protection over you and your family, those who are true believers in Christ. I stand with you. You are covered in the blood of Jesus. I stand with you for those who are in need of healing physically and mentally. I stand with you. In the blood of Jesus, you are healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So saints, with that said, I will see you tomorrow with a faith that surpasses all understanding. Peace out. I hope you were enlightened by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this message, you can contact us by emailing talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com. If you would like to sow a seed in this growing ministry, you may access the front page on the podcast you are listening to and click on the support button. Or you can cash out the ministry at dollar sign Dr. Kamala D. That is at dollar sign capital D 
lowercase r, capital C, lowercase a m a l e, capital D, and donate any amount. And remember, God loves a cheerful giver, and so do we. So until next time, believers, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, not the word of man. We walk by faith and not by what we see. I am your host and teacher, Dr. Kamala D, serving you with Christ Jesus, our Lord, in peace and love. I thank each of you for tuning in, and I hope to hear from you soon. Peace out.